0: Welcome to Lexia Talks, an education podcast that empowers educators with actionable thought leadership content. Each week, we deliver the latest education news, insights, teaching tips, policy analysis, and more. Today's topic is a new provision of the Every Student Succeeds Act, ESSA, that aims to boost school funding transparency. Where do the billions of dollars allocated for K-12 education in the United States each year actually end up? A new mandate born of the federal Every Student Succeeds Act, or ESSA, aims to answer this question by requiring the addition of state-by-state data points to each state's annual report card. With this improved insight, parents, teachers, policymakers, and other interested parties will theoretically be able to more accurately follow the money. Education Week reporter Daryl Burnett II recently explored this topic as part of a walkthrough of the ESSA school spending provision. To be clear, the mandate itself is not new. It came into being with the ESSA legislation back in 2015. But summer 2020 is the deadline for all states to report how their portion of the federal government's annual $700 billion budget gets spent. As Burnett noted, 17 states have already complied with the ESSA mandate, leaving the rest with just months to pull together their school's financial data. At a time when two-thirds of our nation's states are racing against the clock to incorporate increased data insight, let's take a closer look at the ins and outs of the ESSA school finance requirement. An important question to ask is whether the mandate will actually improve equity. In his article, Burnett explained that by requiring states to divulge precisely where their federal education dollars get spent on a school-by-school basis, not just per pupil, as previously necessitated, the mandate adds another layer of transparency to the often murky world of school finance. But although the new requirements will shine a spotlight on local spending decisions, more than two-thirds of principals and district administrators do not believe this will lead to more equitable spending. According to Burnett, one of their main concerns is that the reams of newly available information may ultimately amount to little more than a data dump that stakeholders, whom Burnett defined as state officials, school board members, principals, teachers, and parents, will be left to interpret, or misinterpret, on their own. And it's not just school administrators who have reservations. In a piece for Education Week, Andrew Ujifusa described how Jim Blue, Assistant Secretary for Planning, Evaluation, and Policy Development for the U.S. Department of Education, was somewhat cynical about the school finance reporting provision at an October policy event. According to Ujifusa, Blue criticized the states that have already complied with the mandate by accusing them of hiding the required information in the recesses of obscure websites and the like. So then, how will stakeholders actually use this information? Armed with additional budget information, parents could ostensibly make school choice decisions based on funding reports or, as Burnett phrased it, end up grilling administrators and school board members on whether the amount being invested in their child's school is enough. And let's not forget that the federal government is obligated to help fund a free and fair education for all students, including those with a range of special education needs. So, families with students in special education programs could theoretically track where money is going and how it translates into programming options. At the event recounted by Ujifusa, Blue tied these expected phenomena to school choice, a priority under Secretary of Education Betsy DeVos, and savings for taxpayers who may want more bang for their buck when it comes to public education. His point was taken up by fellow panelist Marguerite Rosa of Georgetown University, who, according to a report by Erica Ross of the74million.org, went on to lead the audience in a game of would-you-rather to spark conversation around how people think limited education dollars should be spent. Although attaining greater transparency in school funding is certainly an admirable goal, it is important to digest the statistics cautiously. Remember, any numbers shared may not be accompanied by contextual information. As a result, Burnett warned readers of his Education Week piece to be cautious in drawing conclusions from the bottom line alone. After all, an array of extenuating circumstances, from hidden transportation fees to infrastructure costs, could make it difficult to grasp exactly how money is being spent And higher spending may not necessarily equate to better services for students. Also keeping in mind that many state and local school budgets are already stretched thin, it may be quite difficult to find staff members who can devote time to compiling and sharing budget details. Regardless of any logistical difficulties, all states will need to comply with the ESSA School Finance Provision by this summer. So, what did we learn today? A new provision from the Every Student Succeeds Act is aiming to boost school funding transparency by making spending data available on each state's annual report card Although stakeholders may initially run into data access and interpretation issues, further details about how federal education dollars are being spent locally could end up providing parents, elected officials, and other community members with valuable insight into whether funding for grades K-12 is going to where it is needed most. Thanks for joining us this week on Lexia Talks. Make sure to visit our website, lexialearning.com podcasts, where you can access all of our podcast content. And subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts so you'll never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you liked what you heard, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the podcast, that would help us out too. Until next time.